0: Support for Food Friday Leftovers comes from Berkshire Co-op Market, Great Barrington, Massachusetts, a community-owned natural grocery store dedicated to sustainable agriculture, the local economy, and the environment. Working within the community to better Berkshire County, one basket at a time. (music) Berkshire.coop
1: Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers,
2: a podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday.
1: I'm Dave Hopper. And I'm Ashley Kinsey. Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer, and wine. You hungry yet?
2: Huh, I'm always
1: hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week.
2: We've got ice cream in the fridge. We're here with...
0: Dustin Rutenberg. And... Matt Scott.
2: ...of SoCo Creamery. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, My first question has to do with the conversation on Vox Pop. We were talking flavors like nobody's business, Mm -hmm. and I want to know what it's like when you sit down to brainstorm these flavors. Do you just sit down, have a beer, and say, hey... Let's get a piece of paper and write all these ingredients down or do we put them all in a hat and pick two and think, will they work? What's the process so like?
3: we get uh, It happens a, a bunch of different ways where uh, a lot of times we'll communicate with the salespeople and the salespeople can tell us what they're experiencing, You know, what people are after, like, hey, it would be great if you did this. And if they're hearing it a lot, then chances are we should probably devote some time mm-hmm. into development. Um, so, it happens that way and then it also just happens off the cuff. Uh, we have a really talented staff down at the factory of uh, people with food backgrounds uh, and who are uh, you know, just incredibly enthusiastic about food in general. So there's always a developmental dialogue going on and eventually uh, when we talk about the same thing for so long that we can't take it anymore, then <laughs> somebody will do something about it and we'll, we'll try something.
0: But what also is cool about being a small ice cream company is sometimes restaurants that have been using us for a while will come to us and say, you know, let's do a special flavor for us, you know, and if if they're blowing through a box or two of ice cream a week, like, sure, we'll make a special flavor for them. Yeah. And even
3: better, you know, we use a lot of local ingredients and where we're situated in the Berkshires, there's just a high density of people who are producing awesome products, whether it be from, you know, honey from North Adams or maple syrup from Williamstown or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we get a lot of people who approach us and say, look, my blueberry season's coming up and I'm going. have x amount of blueberries it would be really mm-hmm. neat if you did this we we have a project with Windy Hill yep. in uh, Great Barrington so and my i get a lot of emails uh about people like <laughs> Captain you know, Crunch yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so here's I, our cereal <laughs> line we're yeah, starting yeah, yeah. yeah
1: you guys are in um, like honest weight food co-op mm-hmm. and stores such as that are there any stores that are out there that you guys want to be in are you start, like pitching to other stores or you just kind of let people contact you
0: no 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 one's contacting me I'm I'm my job's great and sometimes I get really hungry because if I plan <laughs> ahead of the day I'm like all right I'm going to Albany where do, where do I want the ice cream to be and I'll look up these places and of course if they're restaurants or something like I have to look through their menu their delicious menu you know what ice cream <laughs> should I should I surprise them with to say you know this espresso cookie would go perfect you know a your blue cheeseburger or something like that. So, so yeah. But um I'm usually seeking people out, and it's once they taste the ice cream, it's kind of hard to say no. And and especially, I'm chasing the people where I think it would fit in with their niche markets. You know, like Putnam Market over in, uh, Connecticut. I think it is right. No, Saratoga. Springs. Saratoga. Yeah. Sorry, Putnam Market. But nice uh, yeah, right down the street. From there. It's a good place to live near. But yeah, so markets like that, those those are perfect places for us to be, and it's just an easy fix. And uh,
1: yeah. So you're like researching places beforehand, looking at the menu, seeing if your guys would fit with yep. there you just don't want to be. Do you guys want to be everywhere or is it just No, because if we're everywhere,
0: thing? then it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. Like like they're scooping us at Tierra Farm in Albany, and nobody's really scooping us in Albany. So that's you know, maybe other people are scooping you know this whatever brand or this whatever brand. But a yeah, it's it's great because it's it's a destination ice cream. You know, it's not on every single block. And, and I'm only seeking out you know special places that I want to put it in. I don't want it on every shelf. I don't want it on every single shelf. It should be you know special ice cream made for uh, special stores. You
3: know? Yeah, and we also we also look at flavor development through that lens too. Where uh, you know we learned a long time ago you can't be everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know companies that try to be everything to everybody uh, really end up with a you know a murky brand image. And uh, you know like for instance like you, know, you get a lot of people who are like uh, you know I want. You know, I want Captain Crunch and ice cream, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, like we're an all-natural producer, we try to make savory ice creams, and uh, you know, that's just not our thing. It's other people's thing, and that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. But it's not ours, and that's that's cool too. So,
2: but what I do like about your thing is that you help the local businesses in yep. your area as well so that rising tide truly lifts all
0: the boats. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're great local partnerships. We partner with Six Depot and uh, with Stockbridge and Berkshire Mountain Distillers, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. And
3: it's, you know, I think if you talk to any of them, uh, they would say the same thing in that, uh, you know, the odds are really stacked against you as mm-hmm. a small food producer just because of, you know, you don't have the uh, infinitely deep pockets and marketing money and things like that. So the more we can lean on one another mm-hmm. and have cross-branded products like every everybody wins so
0: and that's kind of why our 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 name is Soko you know uh, the Berkshire County it's uh, North County and South County and we we try to get a lot of our local products from South County you know support the community community supports us and it's just yeah it's a great thing yeah so
1: For you sure. guys mentioned Six Depot and Flavio was here last yeah. week and has he given you his uh, coffee essay <laughs> before that he did, like, here last week?
3: Uh, I didn't hear last week, <laughs> but I, I've certainly had a lot of lengthy conversations with Flavio. <laughs> I love Flavio. Um, you know, anyone who exhibits that level of passion towards their craft, I just find it, you know, it, it, it makes me feel normal. Uh, (laughs) because like a lot I just dork out on ice cream and as long as I know other people are dorking out about their given sect of the food market that's fine it makes me feel okay so yeah no I've heard I've heard I've heard it all from Flavio but yeah that uh (laughs) And uh, actually, one of one of his managers used to work at the at the SoCo factory, and uh, he's a great friend. So there's always a dialogue between us when we develop the product. um, There's really nothing else. Uh, There's very few people who are doing like a single origin coffee ice cream. So Mm -hmm. you couldn't just look it up in a book or something like how to do it. So it was this really it was like a six month process of going back and forth with Flavio, like, hey, taste this. What am I doing wrong? Or like, Mm -hmm. where does this need to be? And, uh, you know, we, we developed our own process of making what we think is a really good line of single origin coffee ice creams. And, uh, you know, it's just another benefit to working with other people uh, in the community because there's nobody else is making a, you know, a single origin number six depot line of coffee mm-hmm. ice creams. And when so.
0: people do do a coffee ice cream, they use some coffee extract from God knows where. And yeah. and, <laughs> and, and, and we know where it comes from. And if you literally if you smell our ice cream before you taste it, it just smells like a nice dark cup of coffee. And it's just... Yeah. Yeah, Flavio knows where it comes from. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. so we do uh, the single origin line is is three currently, and we do a Brazil, we do a Sumatran, and we do a Bali Blue Moon. Yeah, they and taste all
0: different, have nice, nice different profiles, and yeah, nice coffee connoisseur can totally, you know. Tell yeah, it's the like that
3: when you go if you go to Number Six Depot or another fine roaster, uh, you know they'll set you up a flight of, uh, you know, just like they do with beer, like a flight. of... Now a flight
1: of beer and a flight of ice cream sounds <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> That's right? a nice compliment. Yeah. Yeah, they'll,
3: they'll set you up uh, with like a flight of single origin coffees right and the difference between them is really staggering and that's what we wanted to replicate we didn't just want to make like three coffee ice creams with different names we wanted to do three coffee ice creams that really represented the bean uh, that they came from so all of them are very strong and they're uh, you know there's a lot of contrast between them and mm-hmm. you know, people seem to really like it so I'm digging the Sumatra that's yeah cool. Sumatra. I find Sumatra to have a really nutty, chocolatey flavor mm-hmm. that really lends itself well to ice cream, naturally, and nuts mm-hmm. and chocolate. So uh, that's my personal favorite as well.
2: Is the process any different with freezing when you're taking into account levels of caffeine? Does that have anything to do with it? So the,
3: uh, the level of caffeine is really, so like a pint of ice cream is, is pretty close to uh, the caffeine content of like a standard cup of ice cream. So there is a lot of caffeine in it uh, by coffee ice cream standards.
2: And that doesn't change the process at all. No, no, not no. really.
3: I mean, our process is, uh, yeah, I mean, our process is really labor intensive, uh, to, to get the coffee concentrate where we want it to be. And, uh, it involves, uh, a lot of work, uh, but we think it's worth it. So.
1: <laughs> I asked this about Flavio last week and, when you're this deep into something that most people just take for granted, like he does coffee, we had mm-hmm. um, Kevin Browsky who does tea last week, we've had people on to do pizza, which I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. And when it's something like that, that a lot of people take for granted, they can get everywhere. How do you go about educating them to take it to a deeper level rather than just, oh, I get vanilla or chocolate from the grocery store?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting Like when I go to like weddings or something where you don't, and people are like, oh, what do you do? And they're like... Do you I'm say like, flavor master? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no I, I ease into, it. I ease into <laughs> it. You don't whip out the business card <laughs> yeah, yeah, different yeah, yeah. colors on it? Read it. <laughs> um, no, so I um, – yeah, I'll be like, well, you know, I, I make ice cream for a living. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Like, well, somebody has to make ice cream for a living. Like, it's not that many people, but somebody's got to My guidance counselor like, didn't tell
1: me about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, no, I, I drew the short straw. Here I, here I am a decade later. But, um, yeah, I mean – I think there's there's so much more awareness uh, about food in general of people thinking about where their food came from, like the components of the food and where it was manufactured. And particularly in this area of the country and where we are in the Berkshires, uh, people are more cognizant of where their food comes from and, uh, you know, what is in it. And uh, those are our customers. So
1: -hmm. So you're starting from a higher level than... I guess you could be somewhere else.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure.
0: And it's good. I, I like to do demos at the places that we sell the ice cream at. And, you know, a lot of times people see like our Mission Fig on the shelf and be like, eh, do I want to splurge $6 <laughs> for, to try the Mission Fig? But then once I have them taste at the demo, it's,
3: people are you just know, walking away with the to, Mission Fig. And also, to be honest, like, you know, when people are like, oh, my God, I, you know, I love this flavor of ice cream or this was so good. Like, how did you make that or whatever? Most of the credit goes to the ingredients mm-hmm. as with like, you know, any type of prepared food. Like if you start with really good ingredients, then uh, it would take, uh, you know, it would, it would take a lot of effort to make it taste bad. Or you, like, <laughs> you, you'd you have to be really asleep at the wheel. And uh, our dairy is excellent. And then everything, you know, like we're using saffron, we're using lavender. And like, you know, as long as you're, you're doing it carefully and uh, really deliberately and thoughtfully, then, uh, you know, the finished product. Should be good, or some or something's <laughs> terribly wrong with your flavor master.
0: <laughs> well, nothing's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. But I also like, well, to, give people, uh, <laughs> I like to give people, I like to people a blind taste test of our vanilla. You know, matched up with anybody else's, because you know, mm. like with me, if I go to a diner, like I get a BLT. You know, if you make a really good BLT, something very simple, you know, then you're you know you're great chef. You know, yeah. so with vanilla, like I want to make sure vanilla is amazing, and people people dig it
3: and it's yeah and it's just a commitment you know like sometimes using you know sometimes using the superior ingredients uh is is not easy and sometimes it's not really cost effective either but i feel like once you've identified your you know what you want your brand and your products to be you just can't deviate from it like for Mm -hmm. instance like we, uh, you know, currently the vanilla market is going crazy. You guys had a piece, uh, I think NPR had a piece recently about it. So like mm-hmm. 18 months ago I was paying $88. You're paying now 245 or something? I no, I pay 550 That's crazy. Jeez. And it's it's going to get worse. Uh, so what happens is the typical ice cream maker, right, is now using blends that have natural flavors in it because it's so it's so expensive to use vanilla. And we're still using our $550 bottles of vanilla. We're not
0: charging more for our vanilla. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're just eating it.
3: It's just like that's just a really good example of the commitment to it. Where like, yeah, we could save a lot of money, and you know, to be honest with you, a lot of people probably wouldn't notice. Most people wouldn't notice, but. Yeah, we would. And Mm -hmm. it's a real slippery slope. Once you start making exceptions to your, uh, you know, to your Mm -hmm. to your given direction, then, you know, look out Mm -hmm. there you go. And it happens fast. I've seen it, you know, not just in ice cream, but I've, you know, I've seen it in whether it's clothing or restaurants or whatever. Once you deviate from the path, then it's, you know, it's a real slippery slope. And before you know it, you're you're not where you want to be and you Mm -hmm. can't get back. So.
1: And is vanilla something you have to have?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, vanilla goes in so many different things, like the baked goods we make and stuff like that. And it's also so, like, I liken vanilla to salt, where salt is important in food to help you taste it. And salt's also important in ice cream. But, you know, vanilla kind of serves as a salt where it helps bring out the depth of flavor. So if mm. you're using different primary flavorings, like we make a spiced chocolate right that has cayenne, cinnamon and mint, and it also has a little bit of vanilla. And vanilla allows you to appreciate that depth of flavor a little bit more. So and from a production standpoint, if you don't have vanilla on hand, <laughs> uh, you're you're in trouble because there's very Few things you you know you can do without any vanilla so it's uh,
0: mm-hmm. and as a sales perspective our vanilla pints morph the sale mm-hmm. of our second in line which is our dirty chocolates just double the, yeah. the amount of pints sold yeah. just people
3: love their vanilla <laughs> everybody so it doesn't matter how many crazy flavors you come up with. yeah vanilla, vanilla, chocolate vanilla will be always be yeah yeah, i either
2: vanilla or crazy <laughs>
3: i like to go i like to go half where like if i go out to like a nice ice cream shop or whatever where i know i'm gonna get a good product i'll go like vanilla bottom scoop and then i'll go <laughs> then i'll go bizarre top scoop because then if bizarre is bad i you can still just can knock rely it on i can the just vanilla. knock it right yeah, in the garbage can. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what <laughs> that i do is, that's, that's I a good idea i might I try that i don't know how many people i've you know have seen me throw ice cream away at like a <laughs> scoop shop where like i was in the south shore and i had some really bad ice cream and uh, I took, like, two licks off it. It was, like, this huge $7 cone. I just threw it in the garbage in front of, like, a family of four. And they four. were like, They're what's like, wrong with <laughs> this guy? He doesn't uh, know ice yeah. cream. And then I, <laughs> then I pressured my wife to throw hers away. <laughs> and she did. Follow she did. suit. And yeah. the
2: child and the family cried.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, Daddy I, dumps ice cream yeah, out every I,
3: day. I have a one-year-old <laughs> daughter. And, uh, you know, very soon she's going to she's gonna wonder why Daddy throws ice cream away. <laughs> yeah.
1: I bet. Does she get to try any of the... Uh oh yeah yeah
3: no it's super I mean she loves it she goes nuts she goes nuts but yeah like so I'll go I go to our scoop shop in Great Barrington to because like typically when I eat ice cream I eat it in the morning to like check to make sure it's okay or I eat it coming off the line to check to make sure it's okay but I like to go to the scoop shop in Great Barrington so I can serve myself and I can see how it's scooping and what the texture is like and how it sits on a cone and I can eat it like our consumers eat it because uh, it's really important to experience it the same way so I'll go there with my wife and my daughter and uh, I'll take a lick and then I'll roll it on her mouth area <laughs> and, <laughs> she, and she lights up so it's great uh, yeah now she's she's gonna be really pumped in a couple of years when she realizes she uh, up, yeah. Yeah, yeah if
1: you
0: guys had to take three flavors of ice cream to a deserted island which ones would you choose Single origin coffee ice cream. The Sumatra. Because that's what I eat every night. I get coffee. I get ice cream for free. I can have whatever flavor <laughs> I want for free. I, I literally, I pull a string. It opens up a freezer. And it's just like a freezer, like a walk-in freezer full of it. And I'm I'm only eating the Six Deep every night. So yeah, Sumatra, our pecan butter crunch, uh, and our blueberry honey lavender,
3: I'd say. Hmm. yeah, That's good. That's a nice array. Right? right? Yeah. I mean, I like the ice creams where we make the candy, like pecan butter crunch. is one of it where it's like a soft brown sugar toffee. And it's got roast. Really toasty pecans in it and chocolate. And it's my just... wife
1: is a huge butter pecan fan. She doesn't uh, find yeah. too many around. Yeah. Yeah. She's to like hearing that.
3: So I like um, I like tropical flavors uh, like my my preferred uh, type of cooking, like when I'm cooking myself or when I go out to restaurants. I love Latin flavors. I love really bright food. And uh, so like I prefer sorbets personally, like I make like a mojito sorbet. That's just, you know, fresh mint and fresh lime. And it's just delicious and refreshing. Um, and I, I love mango, so I make a mango lassi ice cream that has cardamom in it, and it's uh, it's phenomenal. So
1: That goes well with the tropical island. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
3: There you go.
1: <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys for being here. We thank appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, no problem. That was Matt Scott and Dustin Rotenberg of SoCo Creamery. Find them at sococreamery.com.
2: This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Jim Laboulis. Our theme is Beach Disco
1: by Dougie Wood. Food Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. And tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge.